0: All right, welcome. We are back here on the Seinfeld Show. Uh, we are taping this Friday, uh, April 2nd. And it's a good Friday, sure, for the regions, But for us, it's it's the end of the work week, which is it makes it a good Friday as well. I'm here, as always, with Laura. Laura, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. A little emotionally exhausted, but hey, it's good to be here in the week, that's what that's why I like um, finishing my Friday with the Seinfeld podcast. It's a, a good time, and we're talking about an interesting episode. I um, again, we're going based off the Vulture list. Uh, Some guy from Vulture put together a list of like he's out are the top Seinfelds of all times. So right, we're, we're kind of at the mercy of this list, and we're we're down to forty uh, from what I understand, and we're on season nine, episode fifteen of Seinfeld, one of the final Seinfelds. Uh, called the wizard, and I- I'll tell you, was it uh, not best ever? But hey, I liked it. What do you think? I liked
1: it. Yeah, it's good. It's got a lot of like. It's got a lot of the elements that traditionally made the show funny. You know, the, the Seinfelds' parents were there, and um, George uh, being George to the nth degree in this one,
0: <laughs> so. That was good. And you had, I mean, Jerry and um, McCramers kind of intersect a little bit. But Mm -hmm. you had almost four different storylines. But each of the four storylines was satisfying. It was good. I liked it. Definitely. Um, So I I know how you want to do it this time. If you have questions, we can answer the questions. Or we could um, even just look at each storyline. It's up to you. Let's go through the storylines. Okay. Uh, let's start with Jerry. Um, you know Jerry goes down. He's visiting his parents, and the um, oh, the problem with Friday is I my head leaves me. I forget everything. So what was, what was the plot he buy? I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs>
1: he, to give, he was because it was uh, his father's birthday. Yeah, and so he gave his father a wizard or- organ, organizer. Um, which he had paid two hundred bucks for and he um he told them that it, he only paid fifty bucks and that he bought it on the street and he had told George that he really doesn't care about the product, he just wants to know that it it was hot when he bought it.
0: Yeah. Well it's another reminder, you know, obviously it's sort of set in the nineties, so what's Popular today is different than what's popular then, mm-hmm. but you know, I remember about that time it was early in my work career. Man, if you had like I, you know, they call it Palm Pilot and everything, mm-hmm. man, if you had one at that time, it was great. You know, you, you could kind of like a little mini um organizer where you can organize your meetings and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, even back then, I've been excited at that. And you know, this show was set before the time I was an early professional, so probably something even prior to the Palm Pie had to be popular. so yeah, I, I could sense excitement for that. But, you know, like you said, Jerry wasn't really, um, you know, it wasn't about the thing. It was more about the price. You know, like you yeah. said, his dad was would be pumped. He, he got a $200 thing for 50 bucks. Like, do you think it was
1: hot? Yeah. <laughs> it was very
0: exciting. Yeah, um, he was excited to come in stolen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Gary got frustrated as usual by his father because the dad all the dad wanted to use this two hundred dollar tool with or was figuring out the tips. Yeah. So, you know, that was like that was like a huge thing with my parents too. With my mom, I shouldn't say. I should say. My mom at, she I don't know where I, I don't know why it was the, at this place, but my mom bought a card that she put in her wallet that had, you know, a certain amount, Oh yeah. how much the 15, I think it was 10, 15 and 20% and how much to leave. So she would get her wallet out and go, Oh, let me get my tip card. She
0: would like run her finger down the tip (laughs) to find the amount. Even those those are, popular today. I mean, they've used similar things. Like, I think I'm a big NFL fan. And these coaches have these cards that tell you, like, if you're down by nine, do you go for two or one? You have to score a touchdown. So, yeah, the tip card, that's not popular now, but those type of cards and charts remain pretty popular. Very nice. Um Yeah, I'm not sure how I originally figured out tips, you know. Uh, you, you get confused because, you know, I think back then, what, you were paying, like, 15%. And now it's probably, it's probably about twenty percent. Haven't gone to a restaurant a long time. Who knows what's gonna be yeah. like when we can start going back to restaurants. Watch, it'll probably be higher. But um yeah and I, the fifteen percent kind of confused me. I kinda like the ten or twenty percent pair because I figure it was easier to figure out, like if your bill was ten bucks, you know. Yes. You know, sometimes that fifteen or twenty five percent confused me. I mm-hmm. I like I like simpler numbers because I didn't have your mom's tip card with me, so Man, I should, should got a tip card. I'm in mean, my life so much easier back then. Um, yeah, I, I like that part of it. Um, it. It was funny. You know, Kramer had some frustration with work. And, you know, I, I think back to the other episode where he goes on strike. And it's funny because, like, when Kramer refers to his work, he comes all fired up about it. And they're like, what? You know, <laughs> I know you worked or anything. Uh, people didn't know. You, you think you just kept it hidden or you, you think it was mostly made up. Didn't work, yeah. He didn't work <laughs> well. You never know, maybe that's what he was doing when he wasn't with the game, you know. I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I mean, the reason
1: he retired is because his coffee table book was being made into a movie, you know. It wasn't oh, movie yes, movie yes, the of time, you know. <laughs> so, um, which I gotta say, I, you know, I don't know if you remember that episode of
0: the coffee table book, yeah, well, they were Regis, right? With the legs. Yeah, That was awesome. That was such a great thing. Yeah, I, I think that's before you started to do a show. Because I remember I talked about that show, but I may have talked about it with Craig before you joined. Uh, because it was weird. Tell me what you think about this, because I kind of went off on this for five minutes. It, it struck me as very strange. You know, back in the 90s, like if you wanted a talk show and you spilled something on somebody... Oh, your career's over. You know. Oh, you know it's mm-hmm. horrible. How dare you, Clancy? But man, if that happened today, oh, you're fantastic. I mean, that's a you know a clip you see a million times on YouTube. and gets shared around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was funny and and you know it reflected the time because at the time you know he his book got stalled because you know he dumped the coffee on you know, yeah Kathy Lee tour, his, yeah his
1: tour got canceled
0: yeah. Well it's different because like now it's been great. You know, people laughed and you know probably got more popular. So man yeah. but, but it was good to see he got the book back and you know it's been made to a movie. Fantastic. That was a movie by coffee tables. I would I would have liked to see that movie. Yeah. His explanation for
1: you know, change, changing a toy gun, remember? They're like, How do you make a movie out of that? And he was you know, he said, a toy gun independence day.
0: Jerry, Jerry I, I think Jerry was too principled. Like when Seinfeld was done, he walked away. Could you imagine all either the reboot or extra content they could have made? I mean, they could have made the coffee table movie. I, if not the theaters, Arrow and NBC. I mean, yeah, you had a lot of Seinfeld content you could have used. But, but Jerry, Jerry's principled. He just walked away. You don't want anything more. <laughs>
1: You know, I have to, make, I have to say, I'm, I've always been surprised that they didn't make some of the movies that they talked about. Yeah. On the show. You know, um, Rochelle Rochelle, the movie. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was just, it, I mean, the way they talked about it, you figured somebody would have made that movie. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when bet Midland was on that one time that. She sang the song, you know. <laughs> he wrote a song wrote a child,
0: a child. Yeah, I think of all these other I mean, TV shows that actually took advantage of it. Like mm-hmm. you think about The Office, they had one episode where you know Michael writes the movie Threat Level Midnight, and mm-hmm. it, it and probably it's because they're running out of stuff to write episodes about. But near the end of the series, you know, they had a show that was pretty much never seen the movie, which was fantastic. It was a great episode. I, I was thinking 24, you know, they got a movie out of the way they ended that show. It, well, I mean, it came back, but before it came back, they did the, kind of like a one-off TV movie. It's like, hey, you know, take advantage of that stuff. But again, Jerry's principle, which I, I don't blame him for, you know, um, you know, it would have been easy for him to come back for another season. I think they're asking him to do that. But, you know, you just say, hey, it's over. Let's walk away. <laughs> he will be done for now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I thought your story was interesting. Uh. You know. Kramer. You know. Goes down with him. Um. <laughs> he was retiring. You know. It was funny that he's going right to the retirement home. You know. Yeah. I mean, not everybody retires goes right to the retirement hole, but yeah, he's ready. He's willing to go. Yeah. I mean,
1: that part. That to me, on I mean, this show was so was like the whole heart of the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, just, I mean, just the whole thing from what he was wearing, you know, mm-hmm. wearing that old-fashioned cruise wear stuff, kind of like the stuff that they had gotten rid of of Frank's. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when they when he told the guy that he died?
0: Um, <laughs> I, I wonder if he just took Frank's clothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> maybe the family did come to get the clothing and say, "Hey, we don't need it." And Kramer's like, "All right, great, <laughs> I got my wardrobe."
1: <laughs> it was hilarious. All that stuff he was wearing. At the you know like at the beginning and um and you know
0: Kramer calling his mo calling Jerry's mom mom yeah. you know it was hilarious and, uh, yeah you would think if you go down the retirement home you, you know you're a what do you call it a colleague or or a a similar person to, to, to that but you know Kramer almost adopted like a child like a little bit you know uh, he, he was excited about being there but yeah he called him mom and everything. Uh, my mom's at this living facility, and you know she wouldn't call me my mom. She's she's a younger person there actually, but she she wouldn't call me my mom there. So I, I gotta show her. My mom was never a big Seinfeld person, but I, I wonder how she would react to that episode. Mm-hmm. Right next time I see her, I'll have to I'll have to sit down and watch it. it should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought yeah the whole Jerry Kramer storyline. I think anytime you know, get Jerry's parents into it, that makes it fun. Um, yeah, so much uh, good stuff down there. And, you know, Jared's right. He went down there and, you know, his dad was guy excited. You know, he thought it was stolen and he got a really great deal on it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought the whole idea of, you know, um, you know, Kramer immediately running, uh, as journalists, it was funny to see, mm-hmm. uh, story, uh, in the paper already. And I thought that was fun. Um, I like the scandals. I mean, you know, think he went barefoot in the um, in, yeah. in the, in the um, fitness room I, think, I believe it was, and oh my goodness, you just don't do that. Everything I, I thought that was great.
1: Jerry said, "What was the line?" Jerry said, "You know, these people work their entire lives to come here yeah. and you know, talk about these rules, and yeah. you know, and then also to say how to say how uh, cold it is." Yeah. Florida. (laughs) Um, There were some great lines about age and old, you know, how old people were and, you know, going toward death, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My favorite, though, is uh, there were two actually, when they were talking about um, that the polls were almost closed Mm -hmm. on the election day, and he said, you know the polls, the polls will close, and after after dinner at three, <laughs>
0: and we'll, yeah,
1: and then a couple hours later we'll know who won. <laughs> and,
0: and, and we'll party, you know, late, and, but we'll go back on eight and everything. Yeah, I thought that was good too.
1: And the other, my other favorite was when Jerry was yelling at him because he was running. Um, he's like, what are you doing? This is where people come to die. Yeah. And the parents look at him, he's like, not you.
0: <laughs> I I got a little sad. Now, I will say I like getting up early. I'm, I'm getting up a little bit earlier because I podcast each morning at 6. So you got to get up. You got to get ready for the show. But, Laura, I'm finding myself getting up at 4. Oh, my most mornings. So, I don't know. I mean, it made me laugh. I wasn't offended, but I kind of watched the episode going, man, maybe I'm more like Jerry's parents than I thought. Now, they're not doing a program in the morning. I and mean, they're just getting up for the heck of it, but yeah. still, I mean, I'm like, man, you know, Jerry's complaining about being up at 5.30, and you know, I don't think <laughs> the parents got before. I'm getting up early than they do. I, and they said I, they had let
1: him sleep in. Too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, so they're, they're probably getting facilities for as four. I, I don't know how do you know? You know, my mom's says a living facility, but I never have been to retirement homes super recently. But it, it's interesting. I, I wonder if there's that many jokes about people dying at, at homes. Um, I will say I made my mom laugh because she's an assisted living facility. Uh, there is what there is a um, separate wing uh, for people who need more help. Or are, you know, in, in bad shape. Well, my mom has a friend over there, so she goes to visit her. So I called her once and uh she made she she wasn't even she even knew it was a joke. She said, I'm going to the other side. <laughs> and I, I just started busting up laughing. My mom laughed too, which impressed me. And my wife was looking at both of us in the horror, going what are you doing? You know, you, can, you don't talk about that, but I gained a new respect for a mom. You know, she was joking about that. I, I wonder how much joking about that happens at places like that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I at my mom's place, she was she was at a place. I moved when I went down to work in Canton. Mm-hmm. I moved my mom into an assisted living that was near us because it was an hour from my mom's house, mm-hmm. and we were there and. Um, so I spent some time there. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, unless, I don't know if they did amongst themselves, but I don't, I don't think the, the staff did or anything like that.
0: Right. I, I got to say, Jerry's place seemed more active. I, I don't see, you yeah. know, the, the big dinners or yeah, uh, the
1: community versus like a society. Yeah, you know, Right. You know, right. They, part, they had like apartments. I don't know, I guess. Hey.
0: Yeah. And it was funny because you know the arranged you know so kramer's running uh like you said, it was great, Kramer starts wearing the wardrobe with everybody else, uh he's in. he's dating a the woman there um, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. like, he's yeah. <laughs> well, well Kramer's a young guy it, it was great I, I i was joking with um we're we're in the middle of COVID, you know when we're when we're taping this and uh, I actually got to go inside and see my mom uh, they relax her regulations and, you know, more vaccinations are happening with visitors and everything. So, you know, we got a chance to visit. Uh, and they were joking about that. They said, hey, there's open rooms right now. And I said, oh, I'm tired <laughs> of old. Let me go inv- and move in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, there's not that many guys here. You'll be the popular guy on campus. I'm like, hey, let me look at that. So, it, yeah, so Kramer kind of filled my role. Kramer, Kramer came in, started dating a woman. And as a young guy, he was probably the stud of the community, I I imagine, right? Yeah, he was was able to whirl those ladies around
1: on the dance floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it it was fantastic. But then uh, we got to talk about the scandal, though, that kind of uh, ended Kramer's hopes. Uh, He was able to buy some of the organizers, but they were off-brands, and they (laughs) messed up the tips, which is funny. That that was the big issue that came from off-brand organizer. I mean, the tips for them was the big, you know, yeah. deal-breaking, sticky moment. Everything's
1: down to finances.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was like five bucks on a sandwich or something. Yeah, you know? $5 dollars
1: on a BLT.
0: Yeah, BLT. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would imagine it would probably be under five bucks. You're paying a, a bigger tip than the sandwich was worth. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Which made
1: me laugh. I have to. I have to say the the crew of people that they have at Del Boca Vista, um, the old people. yes yeah. Especially the men. Well, I mean, in this episode, it was the men because they really didn't show very much of the females. But, um, they're they have some really, really talented people. Oh these, yeah, these older people. Like when, when he gets in trouble at the previous this Vista place, um, Mr. Seinfeld, um I mean the guy the people who are on the board they're like,
0: get rid of him, you know.
1: Yeah. Them. Well, really
0: yeah, for me, anytime time we can have funny older people or, or cranky older people, I, I'm always I'm always up for laughing and man, that could have been the spinoff. Yeah, who knows, you know? <laughs>
1: Some of the people in that, like in that group that was on the board at the old, the other Del Boca Vista, some of them were old-time comedians.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, there are people that were kind of well-known by people in their age bracket. So it's it was it was fun to see them and see them
0: act, you know, like strong, you know. <laughs> well, well, I think back to the. Um... You know, we talked about this before. I mean, with the exception of Deep, I mean, most of the Seinfeld regulars who did um, different shows, they really didn't do that well. And I thought Michael Richards, didn't he have one where he was like a detective or something? Um, It was yeah. like a Michael Richards show or something that I, I just, I watched it because I was a Seinfeld guy, but I, I really didn't like where it was going. Mm-hmm. And man, but could you imagine this? Let's rewrite history a little bit. Let's put Michael Richards, you know, we'll write the story so he goes back to the uh, the Book of then. Man, could you imagine a sitcom with with those guys around him and Michael Richards, you know? Yeah. Go back. Yeah, I mean, he'd be disgraced. Maybe he's not running it. But, man, I think that'd be gold, cool, but I think that'd be a lot better than the Michael Richards show, I think. <laughs> yeah. And Julia,
1: I mean, Julia, Julia come- uh, Louis-Dreyfus was, was, she was basically, the, well, I mean, basically the only one who yeah acted and did well. Um George um what's his name? Uh, <laughs> G- yeah Jason Alexander. Thank you, Jason Alexander. He um he seems to have done like different kinds of stuff. Like he was on he was on stage and he um he did he did one of my one of my
0: favorite episodes of Criminal Minds he was on. Yeah. I have um, not seen it, but I, uh, yeah. a podcast I liked, they devoted a whole two-hour show of breaking down that episode. Yeah, how strange was. How Stranger it was. was so uh, you know, I'll have to find the link and share it for you. I mean, since you mentioned it, you probably enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, And,
1: of course, I mean, Julia... Julia, I, I, was,
0: I keep wanting to say Julia Rod, Roberts, but... Yeah, Louis Stratford.
1: <laughs> um... She had the show before Veep that she did, between Seinfeld and Veep, New Adventures of Old Christine.
0: Yeah, I liked that. I, I love loved that show. That show was so funny. She had a great role reversal, but she kind of played the, you know, put together. She knows who she's talking about. She's very headstrong. I love the aloofness of her character in New Adventures of Old Christine. Yeah. Very... very it was a very strange, awkward show, uh, in mm-hmm. case anybody listening to this does know, which, unfortunately, people don't know it. I mean, I, I've never found out on streaming. I mean, Laura, that would be a show. I, I, You know, we talk about, like, sitcoms like to throw on while I'm working, where I can listen to it, enjoy it, but don't mm-hmm. have to watch it. Uh, I was on King of Queens again t- today. Man, mm-hmm. if I could find New Adventures of Old Christine somewhere, Maybe some oh. YouTube somewhere off the off the walk. Oh, to- that show I put on all day. I mean, that, that was a great show. I okay, I. I think, it might be on Paramount. Oh, okay. I uh, maybe I need to subscribe to Paramount. I mean, <laughs> I was told my wife. You know,
1: Paramount's CBS, and it is a CBS
0: show. Oh, mm-hmm. if it is, that might be a, a reason to subscribe because honestly, I mean, yeah, I I can watch new stuff at night, but. A lot of my TV watching have one on the background while I'm working, and since mm-hmm. we're all working from home now, and man, and man, New Ventures is a good. I mean, in case anybody doesn't know what it is, uh, she plays a lady she just got divorced, and her husband starts dating a new person, and younger person, um, arguably more attractive. I, I don't know, and I. I, I don't know if I can make that judgment. I, I don't think she was that much more attractive to Louis Dreyfus. But, you know, they said, oh, she's more attractive. She's younger. And her name's Christine, too. So, um, you know, so she played the old Christine, um, which I, I thought was great. And I liked the guy who played her brother on the show. I thought that was fantastic. Um, he was my favorite part of that
1: whole show, actually.
0: Yeah. Jason Alexander, um, Bob Patterson, I don't know much about. Um, I think, oh, I can't remember the name, but he did one that uh, was where he played Tony Kornheiser and uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, which is interesting. He was CEO of the Cosby Show, uh, played Michael Wilbon. Uh, it wasn't that irritating of a show, but I liked it because I've loved Part of the Eruption since the day it started. I mean, that's the show, more. I mean, I I'm not saying you would you like it, but man, I'm gonna be crushed when that eventually goes away. But yeah, but no, I liked that role that Jason Alexander played because I liked that show. Uh, the sitcom I wasn't. I, uh, did you see it? I mean, it was only on for I think a couple episodes. No, I didn't. Yeah, it, it kind of portrayed their personal life, and yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, never knew if the stories were real or not. But I mean, hey, I like Coronizer, so I, I was good, but. Yeah, you know, Alexander used to found rap. Some of the sitcoms he played after some have never hit well. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that had anything to do with Alexander. I mean, maybe it was just a writer, or whatever. So, yeah, very interesting. But, uh, okay, we got sidetracked here. So we were talking about Kramer. Oh, yeah, I was saying that they should have written a spinoff about Kramer going back to the Boca Vista. Mm-hmm. I, I liked how he left. There's some kind of nod to uh, some political history there. When oh, Kramer left. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the Nixon Post? <laughs> yeah. That, that made me laugh. I'm a history buff. Yeah. I mean, it was funny.
1: I mean, they also did that with uh, Mr. Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, yeah. It yeah. yeah, happened with Jerry Stan. I'm sorry. I'm getting Kramer and Jerry Stan confused Yeah. the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, he left, which made me laugh. Yeah, it was good. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Lots unpacked there with the uh, Jerry Kramer and <laughs> Mr. Seinfeld thing. Um. I like to end with George. Uh, the Elaine thing I thought was funny. Um. Very true. I, I think back then interracial dating was a little bit more in common and different. But mm-hmm. yeah, nothing wrong with it. Uh. It, it was funny. I mean, I don't know what would you have thought uh, J- Elaine's boyfriend was. I, I I guess I didn't think of it, but you know, and watch the episode again, yeah, it's probably hard to tell, like if you just saw him the first day. The big question is does it Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too, because whatever he was, it was fine. I, I think it was funny though, just knowing I'll put it this way. I was raised I, I'm so glad. Like where what I'm looking at now, it's a very multicultural area, uh mm-hmm. where there's not many white people and Sadly, I grew up in the town and I don't want to bring any ill will to it, but it's one of the towns where Laura covers. I grew up in a town that was all white. And uh from what I understand now it's probably maybe about 97% white. And nice town, but very sad that it wasn't diverse at all. Um yeah, so it was funny because I know in uh when was it? In high school, uh we had a foreign exchange student who was I'm um, Asian and we we okay. did for a little bit, and it was funny because it was so unusual in louisville and for anybody of different races so um it, it was funny that back then it was a bigger deal. it was interesting to see how both Elaine and the and darren yeah you know what, yeah, it was Darren Darren uh, no a- not the intern it wasn't Darren, but uh, Elaine's boyfriend on the show it, it was funny how they related to it is it daryl Daryl okay. I th- believe so. And the problem with doing this uh, Friday afternoons is that everything's slipping <laughs> from my mind. I mean, you know, the basic characters and sometimes.
1: Harold Nelson.
0: Yeah, yeah. When George said, that's not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because, and it was weird that they didn't know that as much because, you know, obviously New York City has always been a very diverse city. Mm-hmm. I know when I first started watching it, Diversity was a little bit different to me. Not that I wasn't embracing it. I just never knew it, you know, based on the town that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And it, it was great to kind of see how the characters morph around to it, where at the end they're like, hey, doesn't matter. Let's go to the mall or something. And it, it kind of, when I first watched it, I kind of felt the same thing, too, when I didn't really have that much experience. Again, <laughs> other than the 400 change that I did for a little bit in high school. So.
1: Yeah,
0: it was kind of a neat perspective. So.
1: At the end of their, you know, time on screen, they were both They both seemed, like, so disappointed when the other one yeah. a
0: different race, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they should have been like, hey, we're we so like each other, so let's go yeah. for it. Apparently they were a little bit more excited about a difference of race, I guess, right? Yeah,
1: and one of the other things that made me laugh about that part of the story was it appears that this was one of the only times that George was willing to part with some money. You yeah. Know, like when they had the uh, black waitress. And she came up and she's like, can I take that? And, and they both just start throwing money at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George was like, oh, here's some money. <laughs> very, very unusual. But yes. there's George uh, again, um, being a fool with the way he, uh, he was trying to prove uh, prove himself to uh, Susan's parents. Yeah, <laughs> making yeah. up rakes about you know trying to get them to admit they were wrong that they knew before he had to admit he didn't have the house in the Hamptons.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, look in just a second. The close-up of Elaine and her boyfriend, and like I said, I, I love the way they finished it. You just said, hey, let's go to the mall. It really doesn't matter because it doesn't. I mean, you know, whoever you date, it's fine. Um, yeah. I wonder how long their relationship lasts after that. I mean, obviously, they weren't together at the end of the show, but it sounded it's like race kind of got in the way, right? I mean, they <laughs> I think yeah. it was more based they were happy they were interracial and they thought they were Rachel.
1: <laughs> they got in the way because they were disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other races. But yeah. I don't. I mean, obviously, it didn't last that long right, we felt that no relationship lasted very long. <laughs> only the only one that really did last long ended up with Susan being killed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get to that because that that was one of the interesting things. I wondered, and, and you know, I think we may even talked about this before, but. It would have been interesting because you know there's a lot of speculation going. You know, he inadvertently killed her, obviously by licking the envelopes that, or by or by buying the envelopes that you know Susan mm-hmm. like Susan died from there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what would the show look like if they put George on trial? I mean, I know the show had to end up a little bit more silly, so that's why they got you know, arrested for a small crime and they you know went to prison. But, man, it would have be been interesting the final episode if it ended with George going in trial.
1: Well, I mean, it would have been very much like that Andrea Doria episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would just be a string of horrible
0: things that happened, and they would be like, oh, never mind! <laughs> but, you know, you, you could have had the same type of thing. You know, yeah, I guess you couldn't have called Jerry an accomplice or anything, but maybe, you know, they mm-hmm. were taking this defense, and then all the Characters from the show could come back and you know testify against the gang or George or whoever. Yeah, yeah, I thought that part was just it, it was interesting, but it was fascinating how they played up that in the show because, like you said, uh, George went to all these lengths to try to convince that they had the house and everything, and the Susan's parents just went along with it. They they, they were they seemed disappointed. Obviously, they lost the daughter. But They weren't like slugging him or you know, threatening to kill him or anything. It was well, yeah, you know, uh, we knew, we knew, you know, I and, a fool of him, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I it, it was funny, ever, I
1: think, even when they were dating,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you did get upset, you know. I remember in the finale about hey. hey you killed Susan, but it, it it was funny how they just went along with it, you know, like on the ride with George. Mm-hmm. And they like, "Yeah, we knew you were lying." <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it was their mind game. Did you think? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, God forbid if I ever was a kid, you, you know, you, you know, most people would be upset, angry, and maybe maybe their way of getting back is just more that mind kind of torturing instead of you know get angry and everything just kind of. It probably drove George more, not such unless if they were really angry at him, you know Yeah. So um maybe may they played the your cards right a little bit better the way they portrayed uh, George after it happened. I, I think it was great
1: the way they did it. Um and Elaine laughing when they said that he had gotten a house in the house Yeah. <laughs> in the restaurant. And she and her telling George. I mean, she he has thrown George, you know. She's thrown George to the the wolves many times, you know. Think back to when she tore off his his wig and threw it out the window,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. She's not afraid to tell George that he's a fool. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, I'm thinking too. Maybe part of it, and you know, we've talked about how uh, Susan got kind of bad rap on the show. I mean, people didn't like her and you know in essence this is a way of writing her off so like you notice the episodes afterwards like you know, they were kind of laughing about it the lady was like oh yeah didn't you kill her or something yeah it was just really done really cool i wonder part of it was maybe they didn't like her so maybe they wrote it that way yeah you know? well i think that was the
1: whole thing she yeah. was, she
0: was
1: not popular with the cast i read that many several times probably three yeah. times at least the, the cast didn't like her she she wasn't that good, you know, she wasn't funny, really,
0: at all. Okay. So, what it, joining a cast like that, you know, anytime you join a, a group or a job that, you know, everyone's been around for a long, sometimes it's hard to break into that, you know, either the click of relationships with people or, or maybe just the way work is done and everything. But if you really think about it, yeah. I mean, Goodnight Sunful was such a big institution and man, and Susan really wasn't that well known when she joined the cast. Mm-hmm. So man, she probably had. And I'm not defending her. I mean, from what I heard, she was she was kind of a jerk around them, which would make it hard. But man, what a tough cast to join? I mean, you, you I, always have to be a comedy powerhouse to make it. Yeah, I mean,
1: because the whole thing with them is they they off. I wouldn't. I won't say it all the time, but often brought people back. Yeah you know, for revisits or something. But, I mean, they wanted no possibility of bringing
0: her back. Yeah, and how long was it? Because remember, George kind of ran back into her, because, you know, she became a lesbian, and he married a movie. Was there a gap between when they broke up and he saw her again? There was some, yeah. Okay. Um, I actually
1: don't know how long that was. Um.
0: It was probably at least a couple episodes, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. i say it might even. I mean, I shouldn't say this, but um, um, let's see. They were dating in season four. Okay.
0: Um, I think it was a finale when she died, right? I mean, not not the finale of yeah. the show, but it was, a,
1: it was one of the season finales. Yeah, season
0: finale. Yeah. She was in 28 episodes. Yeah. So, in essence, I hate to call her one of the big, like, you always think about the big four when you think about Jerry and the Wayne, uh, Kramer, and George. Uh, She definitely became part of the show, maybe part of what she thought herself as part of the big four, like, yeah, they were making a big five with Susan, and, you know, the rest of them were like, hey, I don't think that's the case, you know?
1: He died in season seven. Yeah. Okay. So it was a while.
0: Um, I mean, she, uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was probably at least a season. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't see her for a while, and then, like, he was startled to see her. Um, mm. And, yeah, he actually he liked her. I don't know if it was a thought of her being with another woman or not, but, you know, it helped bring him back together, which I thought was kind of fun. But, yeah, lots of good stuff with that episode. Um, trying to think uh, with the um, yeah, with the the George and Susan arc, it, it was interesting how it ended the way it did. You know, they just got the end of Long Island. You know, yeah. I like was it prickly Pete or a horse?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. And, he brought, and, and you could tell that then George was kind of like you know, grasping at straws, trying to destroy it. Alive. Mm-hmm. It, it get probably a little disappointed the way the episode ended, where you know, they just watched one say, eh, we knew you we were making it up. But kind of just add to the comedy, and I think it added to the strategy of the Ross family, you know? Yeah. And true, they're angry, they lost the dog and everything, but instead of getting, you know, we're going to beat you up or anything else like that, it just kind of went along with it. And <laughs> they knew he was fibbing, and they it was just kind of, it probably drove George crazy a little bit. I don't know.
1: George is, he's, I mean, imagine being that uh, stubborn, you know? Yeah. You're willing to go that far. I mean, when she said uh, Mrs. Ross, when she, was, um, when she said she was going to buy him a present at that, at an antique store, and he's like, we're bringing it up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that stubborn. You know.
0: and, well, and it may have fun well it was interesting too because you think of it and you know we don't want spouses to die early but can you imagine if a spouse died early yeah it might be hard to talk to the parents afterwards and think of it was natural causes or whatever you know but obviously there was some well we know there's more than some but you know there's some question to everybody about hey how did she die and everything else It was funny how flippant George talked about the parents. You know, saying, "Oh yeah, I haven't talked to him since the funeral." You know,
1: and when he called him, and he's he's saying, uh, "This is George Costanza," and she's like, he said George," and she's like, "Who?" She's thinking, "Susan's." I was
0: almost Susan's friend. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have I have friends. Uh, who, who sadly are divorced, but they, I, from what I know, they stay in pretty regular contact with the par- contact with the parents of of the ones they divorced. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, maybe that's unusual too, but you know, very unusual. <laughs> like, and, and probably, yeah, you know, George was feeling the guilt and everything, but he's like, yeah, I haven't talked to him. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that if you know, I had a, a spouse that would. Off, sadly, Like, I can imagine never talking to parents again. Man, I mean, that's so strange. So, I don't know, but overall, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I would say, I, again, I'm just blindly putting this episode in the rankings as if I'm sitting down on ranking them all. But to me, I'd probably sit back the top 25, I'd say. I, it's high, it's, pretty, it's high on my list
1: how you're on my list, and a lot of them have been. Yeah. You know, just because of, you know, I, I don't know, it made me laugh more than a lot of them, you know, the storylines. I actually, before we started today, I went, I went through the list really fast and made a list of my episodes that I love. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a list of 17. They're not ranked or anything yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to go through again, and I'm going to try to get to my top when,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, i figure the more we do this i'm sure it's yeah. going to crystallize you know some of the good ones and bad ones
1: and mm-hmm. i actually
0: uh, i have a hard time I and mean, i know we've talked to to the author of this um <laughs> story in the, on the episode and i think he is feeling hurt a little bit when you make fun of his list i don't agree with his list either. Hey, yeah. hey if you totally agree with his list you're you're probably insane there's not everyone would probably rank all the seinfelds all the same way yeah. um, but yeah, I'm a little frustrated with some of the picks. I mean, some of my favorites are more toward the bottom than but hey, that's what makes a great show. You know, everyone has different opinions, but no, but you know, but this this one is good. I mean, I, I'll i put it this way. I don't think 40 is an offensive ranking for it, but yeah, it's, it, 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 it's about right, but I would probably rank it a little higher. But hey, that's why opinions are like, and <laughs> there's some bad words you can throw with that. You know, everyone's got opinion, and It's going to be different, it's fine. Uh, Yeah, but, yeah, as we go on, we we should crystallize this. We'll have to publish it and see what people think. Um, uh, Next week, interesting, uh, we're talking about the lip reader, episode five. Um, Yeah, a famous scene where, you know, George and Jerry are are trying to keep away from, uh, you know, the girl reading his lips um, at the uh, restaurant. Yes. Um, yeah, Marley Matlin. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing her other things. Great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, it reminds me, I, I like the, the one of uh, when you go to the U.S. Open, because um, beside the lip reader, you got George eating the ice cream sundae at the U.S. Open, yeah. attracting attention to some local TV, mm-hmm. and Kramer. Yeah, You're right. Kramer always does the fun jobs, kind of the odd jobs. that <laughs> Don't pay much, but I guess he has yeah. And Kramer becomes the ball boy at the U.S. Open, so that's good. Be- oh, man.
1: The best is when uh, Jerry says, best end the great ball man experiment. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Any other Seinfeld news that you heard this week? Um, no. Really? Yeah. Well, sometimes like, you know, you see some of the uh, you know hosts and everything. Like, you well, know, again, Jerry has some news. I I, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, let me mention this quick because we need to close up shop soon. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Frazier. I guess they released Frazier Funko Pops. Oh really? I don't know if you saw this? Yeah. Hmm. Um, These things are so cute. Yeah, it's from the show reboot. Now I'm. Interested to see hang on a second. Um it doesn't give that much information about the new show. Like you would think maybe it's a, a glimpse at the characters. Well, there's one of himself, one of Niles, which we're not sure if he's coming back or not, and one of Frazier and, and John Mahoney, which you know, sadly we're not gonna see John Mahoney again. So yeah, so I mean they released them, but it's yeah, it's ahead of the revival, but it's kind of a Nod back to the the classics, Fraser. So, mm-hmm. and I am seeing. Very cute. Yeah. He looks like him. Um, ha- hang on a second. I am just looking. Now, I we'll want to talk about this. I'm actually seeing a a video of Kramer's daughter talking. Not Kramer. Um, Kelsey Kramer's daughter talking about. But we're going to be here too long if we <laughs> go throughout the whole video. Oh, Martin oh. with Eddie. What's that?
1: Martin with Eddie. Yeah. One With the cane. Oh, my God, is
0: that cute? <laughs> oh, man. Um, sadly, I got excited because I was seeing news about uh, Kelsey Grammer going out after the, um, the, um, the you know, the announcement of the Fraser revival. But all this is like a tabloid story about, hey, He was on, (laughs) he's going out with his wife. You know, one of those, you know, cowboy, hey, they're out in the town. Look what they're wearing and stuff. And I was hoping that we would have um, more information. And uh, the only thing I'm seeing in this story is uh, surviving stars are thought to be returning, but they say the new story will not take place in Seattle. Um. Kramer says it's not going to be in Seattle. I got Kramer on my mind. Kelsey Kramer said in a recent interview, it's not going to be in Seattle. It's not going to be the same Fraser. It's going to be the man in his next iteration. So, I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a good sign for our favorites. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk more about what happens. Laura, I think you were telling us a couple weeks ago. It may be two years from now by the time we actually have a Fraser to watch. But, hey, something to look forward to. So, very good. All right, well, thanks again, Laura. I really appreciate it. And we will look ahead toward uh, the look reader. And hey, I'm interested. Uh, not, I'm not as excited as I was about the wizard, but hey, I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Great. All right. Anything else? No. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at the Seinfeld uh, Funko tops. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of the lane with the urban Sombrero. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Ooh, Jerry and a Puppy shirt,
0: nice. <laughs> oh, there's a one. <laughs> oh, so, 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 check out, so check out the Funko Pops. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, my my wife is messaging saying I I need to make a dinner run, so I um, I'm going to go upstairs and let her make the dinner run. Um. Uh, yeah. Thanks for checking out the Ohio and Lord. Let me give me thirty seconds to make a plug. Um. Lots of stuff going on. Um, If you're in here just for Seinfeld, that's great. We like the fact you listen to Seinfeld. But check out our other episodes. We do a lot of other stuff about pop culture. Um, Each morning, uh, we put together a podcast about high news and pop culture. And you might be like, hey, I live in Hawaii. Who cares about high news? Well, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on about Ohio news. Laura, I got to send you the link. The other day, we talked to Dan Tierney, uh, who was the well, who is the um, spokesperson for Ohio Governor Mike DeWine? Uh, and that was a fun interview. Um, I actually asked the intern, "Do you believe this?" I asked him about, "Does Mike and his wife play basketball against each other?" Which is, kind of, which is kind of awkward because Mike DeWine's a very short guy, and Fran DeWine's a tall lady. But hey, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, We asked a bunch of serious questions, and then they brought me on. I was kind of like the comedy guy. So we talked about everything to do with the, um, you know, the press conferences. I asked them about uh, tea with Tierney. I said, hey, you know, you got wine with the wine, uh, snacking with acting." I said, were you upset because there's no tea with Tierney? (laughs) Or tacos with Tierney? He laughed at that. Uh, What else else did we ask it was kind of off the wall? Um, oh, I asked him about Fran Wine, just about her doing the recipes and everything, and he kind of laughed at that. And um, it, it was funny. A lot of good insight. Um, you know, here in Ohio with the COVID, the press conferences, you know, when this thing first started, I mean, it was probably, of the news, some of the only new TV out there. And, you know, it was very fascinating to see what was going on at the press conferences. So, I guess I so said, check that out. Even if you're not from Ohio, lots of fun stuff there. So, well, Laura, like I said, um, got answered the bell when my wife's calling. But uh, thanks again for checking out Seinfeld. More thanks for being part of it. And we'll see you again next week. Uh, Have a great week, everybody.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley.